I feel like part of being human is sometimes lacking self-belief. We're probably born with it. Of course we are. We are born whole, our highest self. And then life happens, experiences, environments, traumas. Somewhere in between who we were and who we are, we forget what we're capable of. Well, this is Roots Change, a podcast about personal growth, possibility, change, and transformation. I'm just going to start this episode off with a disclaimer. Trigger warning, we talk about some stuff. There's some F-bombs that are dropped, as there often are, but there are some sensitive topics discussed. And so if you've experienced different types of trauma, I just want you to be aware of that. You're about to listen to one woman's journey and experiencing exactly that. So if you're one of those people that looks at how others are living their lives and think to yourself, people don't change, well, they do. And Megan Alexis is about to show you exactly what you can achieve when you decide enough is enough. She's created freedom for herself. Freedom of location, she can work anywhere, but really freedom in every sense of the word. Let Mandy's story be an inspiration to you. Let it encourage you to create the life you desire. And if you're going through something hard, something you think nobody else understands, something you don't think you yourself can actually overcome, let this woman's life be an example of what's possible for you. I'm Amy, a life and wellness coach. You're listening to Roots Change, a Grow With Me podcast. Every week, myself and others come on to share something we've learned in our own journey and hopes it helps you and yours. Friends, you are about to be exposed to what's possible. Some of you are going to insert your foot into your mouth and it's okay. I interviewed a really incredible woman last week. Her name is Mandy Alexis. She's on a mission to inspire and motivate people to heal, grow, and live healthy and happy lives. She started dappling with drugs at the age of 12. By 14 or 15, was experimenting with mushrooms and acid. By 16, she was taking ecstasy. She was a functioning cocaine addict for 16 years. She's three years clean, and she has completely transformed her life. Her story is so inspiring and also familiar. You might be listening to this and have led a very different life, but there might be some things that you hear in her story that resonate. When it comes down to it, change is possible. And it doesn't matter what it is that we are trying to repair, the change that we're trying to create, it feels very often impossible. This is a story about recovery, repair, and freedom. Not going to lie, the audio is not the best quality, 
but I encourage you to just move through it. It's worth it. Mandy is running a business all over the place. I forget where she is this week, but she'll share that. She literally goes all over and I think right now lives in Costa Rica. Well, enough of my chatter. Let's get to it. Today, we have a very special guest, Mandy Alexis, on the Roots Change podcast to talk about her own personal transformation. I invited her to talk to us because people change. We all change. I've changed. You've probably changed. And Mandy, I know you have too. And I think it's so important that we uplift voices that show what is possible. Before I say too much, how about you just take it from here and tell us a little bit about your story. Okay. Well, we'll just get right to it. And I'll just say it. I was, um, so I was a functioning cocaine addict for 16 years. I'm now about three and a half years clean from that lifestyle. Um, but even before my addiction with cocaine, I started um, experimenting with drugs like very early. Uh, 12 was the very first time I tried marijuana. By 14 and 15, um, acid and mushrooms were thrown into the mix. And then by uh, 16, ecstasy. And then alcohol was also um, a part of that experimental time when I was so young. So basically, like my entire life, I have been using something or experimenting with something. And um, I finally had had enough of what the cocaine and alcohol were doing to me. And I decided it was time to change who I was and to change the life that I had. And I did, um, not, not by any fate of not putting hard work into it, but it is possible. Like I, I, it's crazy for me because I was literally one way for so long. And then just this small portion of my life, I've been this other way, but that version of me seems so far away, seems so faint. And I'm living like, you know, my best life right now. And it's all because I made the choice to, to make the changes and to take a hard look at myself and my life and what I was doing and what I really wanted out of the human experience. And um, yeah, I just basically just, I want people to know that change is possible, no matter where you are, how far you are in this journey of, you know, unhappiness or unhealthy habits. Like we have so much power within, you know, like we are so capable and we get stuck in these ways. And then we just feel like that's who we are and there's nothing we can do about it but there really 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 is and you know we have so much information like just at our fingertips to help us like get through these times so I feel like you know it to make these changes it's a little bit easier now in the sense where you know, you can research about your addiction. Like that's what I did, right? Like I wanted to find out everything I could. Knowledge is power. I wanted to know what I had done to myself. I wanted to know um, how, like what was going to happen to me when I started going down that path of like 
no more because obviously there's going to be some sort of withdrawals and stuff happening. And there was, yeah, I don't know. I just felt, I just feel like knowing that we have all this information to help us heal like right there is like so amazing. It is. I think it's so important that voices like yours are heard, not just for those that are not recovering addicts, but for people who are still using and don't want to, and for the people that love them. It's so hard. I've been in relationships with addicts. I've dappled in drugs myself, but luckily I don't have that chromosome or whatever it is that gives me an addictive personality. And I did not get addicted, but I very well could have. Like it's a really slippery slope. I have addictions to other things like coffee. It's an addiction. It's something that, (laughs) you know, it is though. It's something that I go to without even thinking about it. It's just like become like a, a habit. And I think it's really inspirational to talk to people who have been through it. So thank you. That's a a really long time. I feel like everybody who is listening heard 12 and probably maybe I'm wrong, but we're like, wow, that's really young. I have a kid that age. I have a 13 year old up to 21. And, you know, you think about somebody who is 12 and you're like, wow, that is so young. Do you feel comfortable sharing how that started so that people can understand like how our environment and our, I don't know what your scenario was, but things around us as a child, they really do influence our choices. They sure do. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, if I, back then, so I would have chalked it up to, you know, just experimenting, right? Like my, the friends that I first tried it with, like they had older siblings and so their older siblings did it right so then we they saw it and it it just they're like oh look what we have like you know and um you know for me at the time I was like oh let's just try this let's just try this but being the version of me now looking back and like kind of reassessing my like earlier years um I feel like it was pro- like probably more of like me trying to escape from my reality of whatever was right. Um, I had an absent father, an alcoholic father. There was like, you know, some traumas caused from that. But in the time of a child, it's just your normal. Like it's your right. It's normalized to have this behavior because you grow up with it. You don't realize the damage until later. And even some people don't haven't yet discovered those traumas within themselves, right? Like. It takes some self-awareness, but yeah. So just, you know, the way the partially the environment of my home or like, or lack of family unit, like my mom was amazing. Like I credit her so much in like the love that she gave and the time that she gave us, but you know, it's still, there's still the effects of the alcoholic father and like, right. Like he was destructive, right. And when he was around when we were younger, he would like break things and smash stuff and he yelled and like, you know, and then once my mom left him, he like sometimes just wouldn't show when it was like time to pick us up. Right. So all these things do something to a young person. And yeah, so I feel like that probably had a big influence on my choices of like, well, let's just 
alter what's happening by doing this, by doing this, right? Like, obviously my, my, like being a child consciously, I'm not thinking that, but you know, like your subconscious mind and like just being a kid, you're reaching for whatever, right? So. And that carries right into adulthood. And that is something that I think is really important and people don't understand is how trauma, our response to life events really truly influences our choices. So when someone might hear like, I've been, a, I was a drug addict. I started using when I was 12. And then I think you said 12 years. How long were you? Um, so it was 16 years that I 16. was doing cocaine. Yeah. And so someone might hear like you say I was doing, you know, I was using, I was a functioning cocaine addict for 16 years. And they might think like, why didn't you just make a different choice? You know, it took you this, took you that long to make a decision that you don't want this anymore like this, but it's not possible for a lot of people to even see outside of the situation that they're in. And I think that's something a lot of people don't understand. Uh, You hear like, oh, they're just making like excuses and victim and all this other crap, because to me, that's what it is. A victim is a victim until they realize that they have power. And until you realize that your brain is going to keep feeding you the type of thoughts that keep you where you are. There's a chemical, Mm -hmm. like there's, we, it's very hard for people when they have went through different traumas and understanding your past with drugs. I don't know hardly anything about you yet because we just started talking my bad choices led me to compounding trauma. And then it just like became this vicious cycle. And when you're in it, your brain has an inability to imagine a future outside of the one that you're living. And so kudos to you for having so much grit and willpower to say, fuck it. I'm going to go up against this really hard thing that I don't even know if it's really possible or not. And I'm going to do it as good as I can. And then like how you supported yourself by researching what you're going to experience. So smart. Like (laughs) you set yourself up like in a really healthy, logical way, like understanding where you were going and the blocks that you, you know, the stuff that you might come up against. So do you want to talk a little bit about what led up to that choice? Really, this is your show and I'm just yappy. So you tell me what you want. (laughs) Basically what happened was, you know, like I always thought, oh, I'm not going to do this forever. Right. Like I never planned on it. But then when I like decided finally was like, okay, I'm going to like, what happened was I had a Decided I'm going to stop, but didn't like, you know, thought I was going to stop, you know, every once in a while I decided it's still okay. As long as I'm not doing it like every weekend, then it's okay. So I was like slowing down. And then I actually met a guy and we had both talked about how we wanted to change our lives and not party and blah, blah, blah. Well, our relationship went the other way. Like we partied more, like it was insane. Like, uh, I don't know how many people know this fact, but when you like do these drugs and alcohol and stuff like that with somebody, you actually get a, like addicted to that person because you're doubling up this, this, uh, 
connection, if you will, because of like the drug is addicting. And then because you're getting a certain feeling from this person, when you're on the drugs, you're associating that with that. So it's like super meshed together. So um, I was very much like in love with him, very attached to him. Like we had talked about all these future plans and stuff. And then he had like a little bit of a nervous breakdown. I think it's because we partied too much and it just kind of like, like cracked him. And he said like, he needed to take some time away. And I was like, fine, like go. So he left and then I gave him space, but like every once in a while I would check his apartment because I had a key. And then one day he was home. I think it had been a total of like just over two weeks that he was gone. And like he, when I walked in, he looked at me and he was like, why the fuck are you here? And like, like it was a, it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like when he left, he was like, yes, baby, I'll be back. Like, I just need some time. We're, we're going to work this out. And then when he came home, I don't think he took that break to like get away from the party. I think he went harder because when he came back, he was just a mess. He like pretended like, like, like he pretended like I was some horrible person in this house. And what am I doing here? I have no right. And like, he's like, I already broke up with you. And I was like, what are you talking? Like, he was like this, like a monster to me because he was so sweet and charming. And then all of a sudden he was like, just cruel that like really hit me hard. And uh, like, everything about it was challenging for me, the breakup, letting go, like, obviously, it took me a while to actually, like, stop talking to him for good, because, like I said, that added on addiction part, but it was that relationship that was, like, the big, like, big, like, one of my big, I had a few aha moments along the way, so this one was one where it was, like, if I want to have, like, a loving, like, like, well-deserved relationship that I dream of like you know like I'm such a hopeless romantic I love you know watching all these rom-coms and stuff and like I dream of like my my perfect man and I know what love should be and now like I was like but I'm never going to get it if I stay in this lifestyle because the drugs mess everything up right like you get paranoid your brain doesn't work properly like like you forget things, like just everything it does to you. It there's no way to have a healthy relationship that just isn't like at least the version of healthy that I knew I wanted, you know? So that was one of like my very first, like, fuck, if I want something different for myself, then I have to just say goodbye. I started searching for for ways to get out of this like lifestyle and I actually stumbled across a Facebook group that was all about inspiring others so our tap one of our tasks was to create like uh, memes like uplifting memes and you just they just said you know take a pretty photo that you've taken and slap on some words and like get your get it started and share with the group and through this process, I actually discovered that I had a talent for taking like beautiful photos and coming up with a motivational or inspirational saying that matched the picture. So I like had this creativity like coming through me as I was trying to find my new way and putting out these uh, memes and then the response from other people you know, oh my God, I really needed to see this today. Oh my God, this is like such beautiful words or like, oh, this is perfect timing. Like gave me the like 
okay, like I, I, that like I'm helping people. Like I want to keep bettering myself so I can keep being better for me and others like this. I'm making a difference. Right. But I knew I couldn't give everything that I potentially have in me. Right. If I'm still in that, in that life, like I can't, you know, so that was another like, Hey, like people are actually responsive to my inspiration. And they, they, in a sense, it was like, they need me. So like, I, I want to be better for, for them. I want to be better for the world. And that helped me. It felt good helping others, right? Like I've always loved helping others, but this was that push that I needed at that time. Right. So then, you know, I started, you know, changing up other habits, like constantly listening to motivational speakers. I started learning about the brain even more um, and stuff. And then um, my next kind of big aha moment, because I during this time, I would go like, you know, months and then I'd fall off. Like, you know, so um, I, I was going forward, but I was still falling back, which I mean, that is part of our journey. Just to, to add on to that part though, like I would always hold myself accountable. So I'd have friends, I'd be like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Like you went so long, um, you know, we went three months, it's okay. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not okay. I wouldn't let it be okay because for me, if it was okay, then why would I stop, right? Like I was gentle in the sense of, you know, I didn't hate on myself, but I was like, nope, like you, you know better, like you can do better, like, you know, and like, so I would have these little pep talks with myself. And then, yeah, so then, you know, keep moving forward. I started learning about meditation because my, my brain was doing all these funky things, right? Like, so I started meditating. Um, I always loved to journal, but I started really diving deep into gratitude journals so like re like configuring my brain you know so you know doing all these like like new healthy habits I was slowly adding them in as I was like pushing myself to get farther and farther away from that lifestyle then I met another guy and I he knew that I was on this journey and um you know like he wasn't a partier so it was perfect like you know and he like just the way he loved me and the way a relationship was and the patience he had with me, because we, me and him were together. Like we're not together now. I too like, but we were together about two and a half years and um, like he had a son and the, the love that like I wanted to be able to give to him, the woman I wanted to be able to be for him, that if like potential stepmother that I wanted to be for this child, like who I wanted to, what kind of woman I wanted to be that I couldn't be that person with drugs in my life. And that was my, that was the last big thing. And then after I had that kind of epiphany of like, who do you want to be for yourself so that you can be the best version for this man, this best version for this kid. And that was the, that was the last twitch that I needed in my brain to like say no for good. And after that, re like realization of like, who are you, do you want to be for these people and for yourself, like bring your best self forward. I was like, none of that. And I just, that was it. I stopped. And that was had like three and a half years now. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So I continued down the path of learning about my, 
my brain, like I, Dr. Joe Dispenza, if you're familiar with him, he does like this course called Rewired, where you can literally learn how to recondition your mind. And this can be used in anything. Like if you have bad habits where you just wake up every morning and you're like, mm, I hate my job. And I hate the commute to work. And ugh, I'm just going to sit my coffee, do my nine to five and then come home and have dinner and go to bed and work, right? Like that's a, that's an unhealthy habit. Like all those processes of thoughts, right? So, but because you may be doing these things for so long, like waking up, feeling that way, whatever, da, 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 you start to become that person, right? That's like, but you can actually re like, like wire your brain and wake up. You can have the exact same life, but wake up and be like, yes, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have my coffee. I'm going to go to my job and I get to come home. And I get to have dinner, like you can recondition it and be a healthy, healthy, happier person. Like it doesn't even need to be that you are, you know, an alcoholic, a druggie, um, you know, a gambler that's losing all their money. Like it can be simple as simple as you wake up and just aren't happy, right? right. Like you just, right? Um, and obviously you like there are bigger moments, like things to do to create like whatever life it is that you desire. Like if you're super miserable at your job, well, let's reconsider that thought then. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, yeah. As I'm listening to you talk about your journey, you can relate it to anybody, anybody's journey. I feel like the, the thing that we're working through can be different, but the journey is so similar, I think for all of us, because I can see how, like you told yourself, I'm gonna close this door. This is something I'm not going to do anymore. And then a door opened for you. And that door that opened was that Facebook group. And then I feel like something in you, I would call it like your higher self or your inner being was like, join this Facebook group. (laughs) This is going to be good for you. And then you did, and it like helped you to build belief that what I I am of value, what I have is of value. I can be of value to others, like whatever it took you to get to that next, that next leg. And I can just, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing you get stronger and stronger and picking up all the skills that you'll need to get you to where you are right now. And that journey is key because you can't go from this to that or you won't be who you are right now like it is literally the journey it's moving forward falling back moving forward falling back it's all the little things the heartbreak even all of it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I mean like I just like there's moments obviously when it first started where I was like yeah like when I first started my journey where I was like is this how I'm gonna feel now like that I've stopped like is this how I'm gonna feel for the rest like because it was like horrible right I was like is this this like is this what I like why would I stop if I'm just gonna feel this way like you know like and that's where the research came in like help like helping understand that like this isn't gonna last forever like this is gonna this is your brain literally rebuilding itself because I've been putting holes in my brain for years and this is my brain reproducing dopamine because for the past 16 years I had been feeding it like drugs so it didn't produce it it stopped it didn't because it was like oh well I don't need to do that anymore because you give it to me 
So like, you know, all these things that were happening to me that felt painful and uncomfortable was my body healing. Just knowing those things that like, okay, this pain is actually going to bring me somewhere better. It's not, you know, a pain that hurt, like going to make things worse. And like, you know what I mean? Like, so knowing that stuff did help me get through as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just feel so excited about how far I've come and how now I can, I can share this with people and just really like, like cement it into humans that like we, we can do whatever we want, but everything is possible. Like, you know, um, yeah, I just, I feel it's so important for, for us to share, like you said, to share these stories so that for the people who don't think there's hope, who people who have been stuck, if we will, in the same cycles over and over again, like, um, for the people rolling their eyes that because they just can't believe that, you know, different is possible because I used to be one of those people, you know, sometimes that would be like, you know, whatever. <laughs> That's for that person. <laughs> I will admit, I've always did believe that like I could do anything. Like, so I was, I was, uh, I did, I did believe that my, my, like, I honestly just didn't think I was going to be addicted. Like, I was like, no, there's no way I'm going to be able to stop whenever I want to stop. And then when I couldn't stop, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. So you were a functioning addict. And I believe you told me earlier when we had a quick chat that your family wasn't even aware. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. Like, nobody really knew. Like, I still, like, I had opened... I had opened two businesses during this time. I was volunteering. Um, I held jobs. Like I, like I was building a career with um, like in a couple different avenues and stuff, like going to family functions, like going on trips. Like I still, like I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't not paying rent or like, you know, not, I don't know. Like, yeah, it was very functioning. So it was also scary because it's like, for me, I was like, well, I don't have a problem. Look what I can still do. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that was the problem. Like once I realized that I couldn't stop, I was like, oh my God. Right. Like, and it was a problem because it was destroying me. It might like my brain, like, oh, sometimes I was up for days and I would just power through. And I was like, oh yeah, like I can do anything. That was where that meant out. Like, you know, so geez, like it was crazy. Like, it's crazy to me like that. That was my life that like, you know, and I, yeah, like it was, it's just wild. I love how you led this off by saying like, I don't, when I think back, it's, I don't even like recognize who that was. I can't even believe that that was me. I think that that's my experience. Like my journey was different. My things were different, but that's how I feel. You look back and it's, wow, <laughs> I can't believe that I did that. And that is just like a testament to what's possible through change. You don't even feel how you feel when you were that person. You feel so different that your brain can't even fathom that you could ever 
be experiencing that experience. It's just that far fetched. And it can happen pretty quick for me. Not a drug addict. I mine was like shame, unworthiness, uh, addicted to traumatic relationships, abuse. When you were talking about the bonding that you had with the people you were in relationship with that were abusers, it's the same thing when it comes to abuse, which is, I was just, I was hearing you and I was thinking, wow, that sounds like trauma bonding. And it's just our brain like attaching to that person. So it's really hard to love yourself and to form healthy relationships with unabusive people when that's been your life the whole time. And then I come out of it and I'm like, wow, I can't even believe that was me. That doesn't even feel like a me. And it sounds like that's your experience too. And so anybody who's listening, you don't have to be like experiencing like something horrific. You don't have to be in like, you know, face down in the mud, but whatever you are experiencing, if you are settling for a life that kind of sucks and you're believing that shit can't get better, it can. And when it does, you're going to look back at yourself like, well, can't even believe I ever thought like that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I think is important to just mention too, and like touch on is that like, when, when, you know, making these changes about, you know, your life and your situations or, you know, whatever, like, it's important to also get to the root of our, our pains and traumas, right? Like I had to do some major healing around like childhood traumas and like limiting beliefs and like the work, like you were talking about the worth of like who, who I was or am, right? Cause it, it's not just, I don't just feel different because I stopped doing drugs. You know, I feel different because I looked within to see where that this pain and suffering and chaos was coming from so that I could work on healing and releasing it so that moving forward when I like I could make healthier choices for myself when things came up around me that were challenging that were heart achy that would be traumatizing still right because we can still face traumas in our in our adulthoods and even after switching gears, but, but moving forward, because of the work I've done within based on all the past shit, how I move forward now is different, which means, you know, in, in turn, when I'm like, I'm not piling up these traumas or these pains or these challenges or these feelings, right? Like I'm working through them as they come along in a very healthy manner. The phrase that I am thinking of as I hear you talk is I've learned how to respond instead of react because responding to something is different than reacting. Reacting lacks empower. It's like a disempowering place. Like when you're reacting to something that might trigger you. So like hardships or things that might happen, but then when you do how you have explained, how you look inside of yourself you start to heal what's at the root of everything and then work your way back. It helps you to respond when things come up so that you can like process through it and work through it and use the tools and move through it in a different way. Sometimes I still react to things. 
Yes. I mean, we're humans. It's going to happen, you know, but I think when, for me, when I react in a way that I am not completely happy with, when that happens, it's important for us to take accountability and take responsibility for how we reacted and own our mistakes. Like it's okay. We're humans. We're going to, we're going to bump up along the way. It's just, how do we move forward after that? Like, you know, there's some people who will never see that they are treating you wrong or that they, you know, whatever, like, you know, maybe reacted poorly, you know, but, you know, it's up to us as an individual to, to have that awareness and yeah, take ownership and just, just how we deal with it after that is what's important. So that leads to a new way of experiencing life. So I agree when I act like an ass to myself or to other people, I try not to beat myself up about it because if I do that, then I know what's going to happen. And usually that means I'm going to feel worse. <laughs> I'm going to go like backwards. I'll go down the emotional scale <laughs> instead of forward. And so there's nothing like we're going to screw up. Everybody's going to screw up. So what are some like key things that you have done to keep moving forward to get you to where you are today? Okay. So I am constantly discovering and, um, learning and practicing like, um, like healing modalities or mindset, like techniques and things like that. So I just keep piling things on in the sense of like, how can I live the healthiest, best version of myself and what knowledge do I need to do that? And then playing around with different things, um, depending on when I need them. Right. So meditation, I had mentioned earlier that I had picked up along the way, the gratitude journaling. Um, I've recently, I do the energy work. So I have discovered through my, um, soberness that I am extremely energy sensitive. Um, I always knew it was an empath. Like I always felt that I could feel a lot, but, um, with having that kind of mixed up with the drugs and, you know, but it was hard to kind of know if I was just feeling weird because I was hung over all the time or like half like there. Um, but then anyways, we're learning that I am just energy sensitive. So learning about that, about myself, like, well, what do I need to do to like keep myself, uh, you know, protected if you will, so that I don't absorb and I'm just observing. So learning about that and techniques and things like that. So grounding myself, um, doing visualizations of like protective bubbles around me. Um, also taking the space to be just with me, to make sure that I'm like not taking on too much of the outside world, if you will. Um, exercise is, is good for everyone. Like that, that's, you know, not only yeah. does it make your body strong, but it's all connected. So it keeps your brain also you know, sharp and active, right. And more like focusing on point, you know, and then just like, like really focusing in on the, any limiting beliefs. If I don't like the way something is in my life, then I like, like, okay, well, is that because I have this limiting belief that makes me feel like that has brought me to this point? How can I shift my mind to bring in and attract the things that like I actually want. So I do mindset work and stuff like that. Yeah. I have fun. 
you gotta have fun. My fun, my fun is different now than it used to be, but like hikes, like I just finished a nice hour and a half hike with my friends and, you know, like just getting together with the girls and talking and laughing. I love to dance. So I'll go out dancing and like, I don't need to do any of these things with drugs or alcohol. Like I can also have fun, like sober, right? Like I do have a few drinks here and there, but that was never really my problem, I guess you would say, right? Like I can go months and months and months without alcohol and it's fine. And, um, but yeah, so anyways, but yeah, like just making sure you're having fun, just, you know, discovering more about yourself in the world. Like we have, there's so like, you know, it's very, there's so much out there and like, we don't even know what all the things we like or enjoy, you know? <laughs> That's fun. Like even just for me, that is fun. The unknown, the great mysteries mm. is so fun. Expansion is fun. And that's like what you're describing. You're continuously like yes. expanding. You're expanding your understanding, your personality, your passions. It's that is yes. fun. We are a lot alike. We are a lot alike. And I think if we, if a bunch of folks got together in a room that have been through a self-healing transformative journey, because that's what I call this. That's like what it is. They would all like have similar things that they have done to be sustainable in their continuous growth. Because what I do is very similar to what you do, but different because we all we are different. And so we need and want different things. It sounds to me like you gained a lot and gave up very little. Yeah, basically. I mean, at the time, obviously, like I was giving up like a lot, but it wasn't really a lot when I see what I have now, you know, like the relationships I have now, the way I function, the way I feel about myself, the things that I can put out to the universe now, like, yeah, like, um, yeah, I'm definitely, and I just keep bringing cool and new, amazing things in. Like, I don't even touch on the fact that I've created a career for myself where I can work from anywhere. Right. Like, (laughs) that's what I was just about to get to. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, like, I was like, I do not want to be stuck in an office. Like, that's just not for me kudos to people who want to do that. Great. Uh, It's not for everyone. Right. Like, and I just, I knew that. And as I started to heal more and more, I was like, I need to find a way where I can be freer because that's what I wanted. Right. And so I figured out a way to make it happen. And right now I'm in Nicaragua. I've been here for almost a month before this, I was in Costa Rica for six, almost six weeks. And it's like, I just, it's like, wow, like how, like I'm doing it, you know, like I, like I had this vision that I thought maybe I could reach, but never as a drug addict, never. That was my main priority was where is the party? And even though I could see bigger for myself, like, unless I made those choices and we're like, no, enough is enough. And like, I want more for myself. I want more that I can give out to the universe. And to be honest, like I want to be a mom one day. And I knew that there is no way that I would would be the mom that I wanted to be if I was in that lifestyle even a little bit. But just, you know, I just want people to see me as as a like an inspiration and and just just to show them like we really go for it, you know, just 
Well, you, you're definitely an inspiration. I'm pretty sure everybody listening will agree that you, how you're out here inspiring and uplifting the world is important and valuable and beautiful, honestly. Thank you. I know that you've been really busy jumping onto other people's podcasts to share your story outside of podcasting. Like, what the hell do you actually do? (laughs) (laughs) So I have um, a promotional branding uh, company. So um, basically, if if clients want a logo put on something for like a staff giveaway, client giveaway, trade shows, staff uniforms, they would come to me with what they're looking for. And I put together presentations um, cause I work with like thousands of suppliers that have like all of the things. And then I work with the decorators who do different style decorations. So based on what my client's needs are, I put together a presentation, they pick what they want. Then I just orchestrate it all. I make sure that the suppliers are doing, getting like that stuff organized. The decorators know what they're doing, make sure timelines are being met. Art proofs are correct. Um, and yeah, so it used to be very much um, when I first started in the industry, all meetings, 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 and it, you know people wanted to see you and blah blah blah. And luckily for me, I I did build a lot of relationships already because I've been in the industry for eight years. I've had my own business for two. So, um, but to be honest, like with the pandemic, people got used to not seeing people, and it was almost like more um, effective with their time for me just to send them the presentation via email and then send them physical samples if they needed them instead of us sitting in a meeting room for one hour two hours and zooming and hot they still can't make a decision right like oh we got to talk to so just people recognize that like oh we could do this a different way and actually save time and energy and that note like I mean I'm just gonna like my clients don't know I left they don't need to know <laughs> if they're listening for guys. Uh, um, but yeah, like, you know, um, I, I'm very self-disciplined, clearly self-motivated if I have, you know, I'm here today doing this. Um, so I just do my work, make sure everything's done, make sure everyone's got their stuff and I can live like this kind of time freedom life uh, that I've created. Right. So I love it. You're living the dream you had for yourself. And like knowing how you were in that Facebook group and how that activity of having you make a meme out of a beautiful photo and then like having it come to life. That's kind of what you're doing. Like you're, you're a creator. You're just a (laughs) deliberate. We're all creators, but you're a very you're a very deliberate creator. And I love that you've created this life where you can see your vision play out in completion. How freaking satisfying that must be. Yeah, actually with the motivational art that I like started in like posting in this group, I now like I decided to sell it too. So I've been at that wellness events um, and different um, uh, fairs and stuff like that markets. I have a website and I just started doing like the Mandy Alexis motivation collection. So before it was just, you could buy like canvas and posters, prints, but now it's on water bottles and mugs and journals. So um, yeah, I've started building up the Mandy Alexis motivation collection so that people can enjoy my art um, in different forms. So 
How fun. Well, where can we find you just in case anybody else would like to follow you, your story and see what you have out there in the world? Yeah. So my handles for Instagram and Facebook are both just at Mandy Alexis Motivation and the website. If you want to check out um, the art that I've created, it is MandyAlexisMotivation.ca. Thank you so much. I so appreciate the time you spent with me today. Yeah. It was really nice sitting in your energy. You're a delight <laughs> and you're such an inspiration. I just hope, I hope you just don't stop. I'm sure as time goes on and you continue to grow, how you uplift others might change, but just don't ever stop because man, I'm gonna cry. it makes a really big difference. <laughs> well, no, thank you. well, if that's what uh, you want to do. Yeah, I'm an emotional person. <laughs> I just re- <laughs> Energy sensitive is not what I would have ever called it. And I'm going to take that. I've always called myself highly. I'm I'm very empathetic. I don't like to say I'm an empath because um, I know a lot of how I would describe myself as an empath has to do with my past and trauma and having to protect myself Mm. and reading energy. And, but I am very highly sensitive and pick up on feelings too. energy sensitive. God, love it. (laughs) Anyway. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you stuck it out with us. I hope you listened. Wow. She's created freedom for herself. Freedom of location. She can work anywhere. But really freedom in every sense of the word. Let Mandy's story be an inspiration to you. Let it encourage you to create the life you desire. And if you're going through something hard, something you think nobody else understands, something you don't think you yourself can actually overcome, let this woman's life be an example of what's possible for you. Before I close out this episode, I wanted to invite you to affirm it, to say the scary shit out loud whatever that is for you, whatever desire you have, whatever you might want to change or experience, heal, repair, move forward on, stop. This is a personal growth podcast and growth is all about change. We change as we grow and I think it's better together. October 22nd, We are getting together as a community, and I'm inviting you to join us there. I'm going to be holding space for possibility. I'm inviting you to come into community with me and other people to affirm that shit, to face the scary stuff, so that one day and someday doesn't become never. When we want something for ourselves when we have a desire in our heart and we neglect it and we ignore it it haunts us i don't want to get to the end of my life with regret and i don't want that for you either and so i'm inviting you to join me on october 22nd to do some scary shit together start scared all the details for that are going to be in the show notes. I'm really excited. I'm still piecing together the workshop. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
spooky music, and everything. Will I see you there? Roots change with every choice we make. Until the next time, you are loved, you are worthy, and you can achieve anything.